Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? This is Eric Principi here for Faster Human, and I have an special guest today, Dale from Fat Trucker Podcast, doing a test right now. Dale, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you good. All right. Does it sound like choppy? Uh, right at the moment, it's pretty good. <laughs> All right. So this is real. This is real. This is we're dealing with technology today. Dale, you know how it is. Technology sometimes can be on your side, sometimes cannot be on your side. So this is real. This is the real deal. And we talk about real things. Uh, thank you so much, Dale, for actually taking the time. And um, very grateful, Temple, for the fact that you uh, actually want to share this with my audience. And um, all around the world, uh, people are finding out more about the benefits of keto, the benefits of intermittent fasting, the benefits of OMAD. And, um, and I just, I was listening to your podcast the other day and just sharing your process. Um, it really, um, you know, got me to say to myself, this is the moment where you definitely want to take advantage and be able to ask that process. And, and um, I don't want to talk myself too much, but I just wanted to go ahead and want to introduce yourself for my audience and for everybody else. Thank you, Eric. Uh... I'm known as Fat Trucker on, well, Fat Trucker Podcast, and I'm, I do OMAD, and I want my voice to be heard by truckers, but anybody out there that'll listen to me. And uh, once again, you were uh, telling me about the fact that when you're, you're hurt about this whole low-carb diet long time ago, uh, and you kind of sort of like, you were not ready at that time frame, um, you were not 100% you know ready to jump in into this old wagon of low carb yeah I'm sorry oh, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, just let me let me rephrase again uh, you, I didn't hear a word ago, you said you, man you're you're you were going through this whole process of uh you know kind of sort of like you heard about this low carb diet a long time ago and kind of sort of like you wanted to um you know uh, we're not ready back then yeah i was mostly immature i was young and i'm gonna stop and as you're talking about at least about how, how, how long ago like 20 years ago uh, it's a little over 20 years ago first introduced low carb friend of mine said heard about this Atkins diet and I looked into it I did it it worked really good for me I loved it okay so now fast forward to now uh and now that you're you're start you kind of sort of like you start all over again but then now you're seeing the benefits and how it has completely changed your your view of you know, actually take an action and actually be going through this process. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, now I'm, I'm 47 years old and my health is not as good as it was when I was in my 20s and I'm kind of starting to feel it and realize it. 
So that was a real eye opener. And sometimes that's what it takes for some people to get inspired to be healthier. They got to have an eye opener. And mine was just a, a number of things. I took my blood pressure and it was kind of high and I haven't been feeling good. So I jumped back on the, the keto diet and, you know, in one and a half months, I went from uh, almost 215 pounds down to uh, 180. And I feel great. And now, now let's 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 go back a little bit on when you first started the keto, and you said you mentioned uh, before that um, that this is something that once again you heard before, but you never you were not ready. That that moment when you say, okay, this is this is it. I want to jump in into this and I want to do it for for you for yourself. When is that that, that switch? Yeah, uh, like I said, my health has not been real good. And there's been a, a couple of scary points lately that, uh, like I said, has been a real eye-opener that uh, uh, I yeah. want to be around for my family for a long time, you know? And and the way that I was going, that was not probably yeah. That, that happen. has actually happened to me myself. You know, kind of you get your your you're getting your call. You're getting like your scares, and your your body's telling you something, and it's telling you, you know, just to kind of sort of slow down and uh, kind of take a break or whatever you're 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 putting into your body, and just um, it eventually it's going to give you those signals. Uh, when would you when would you think it was the, the most scariest part of on the, when you were dealing with this? Uh, probably seeing my blood pressure on the little meter higher than I've ever seen it before, and simultaneously experiencing some yeah. minor dizziness when I shouldn't. And, you know, that was, that was my body telling me that yeah. Yeah. I need to take care of it. And better. so, um, and so tell me about this process because you talk about it a lot in your, in your podcast and like, it's sort of like, this is, this is, you know, I'm human and I'm trying to do my best and I'm taking that thing a day at a time. And so the, the fact that you already lost about 30 plus pounds, right? If I'm remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a little over 30 pounds yeah. down, and I'm and, a little um, over a month. How and does a half. Uh, how does the the family? How does your friends? How does everybody else uh, is looking at it at this whole process now? Uh, actually, really good. My my immediate family in my house my wife and and kids uh they knew that i wasn't feeling good so whatever i they didn't really care what i yeah. did as long as it was positive and my my wife is ecstatic about the the changes that i have I've, she has told my told me that uh i don't even snore at night 
anymore. I sleep great. And, you know, this is just, people have to remember that yeah. this is just in a month and a half that I, I feel great. I'm sleeping better. My wife says I don't snore. Uh, I jump up out of bed. I have energy throughout the whole day until it's time to go back to bed. The, my, my blood pressure's down to normal. I don't have dizziness anymore. I don't have numbness and yeah. numbness in any of my digits anymore. Yeah. I feel and, um, great. Have you seen, have you, you going to see at the regular doctor or you see any, a, a, a specific doctor that is, is kind of sort of checking on you or it's kind of sort of, you kind of open yourself and say, you know what, I already see a doctor kind of sort of, let me, let me go from here. Uh, I really don't see a doctor. Uh, being a truck driver, I have to go yeah. get a DOT physical every two years. And, you know, they do, they do, they pretty much kick the tires and make sure that you're more or less good to go. Uh, but as far as a family physician goes, I, uh, I really don't go. And I, I don't recommend that to anybody listening. Yeah. It's yeah. just, yeah, it's just, just me. I think that, um, there's a bit, a little bit of a, a, one of the things I tell my audience is, hey guys, um, you got to look, go for a doctor that looks for the positive and works for you. And, and, and one of the things is like a doctor shouldn't be looking at as a, let me pump you up with medication instead of finding a natural solution to your problem and say, let's go this way instead of going that way. Right. And I think that, uh, yeah. you have to, yeah. the doctor's working for you he's not working against you and in a, in a way where you know i think uh the new practitioners the new doctors are more proactive to work with nutrition now than what it used to be you know uh, a few years ago because um what i see a lot is that and i'm pretty sure you've seen this a lot too uh if you watch youtube if you listen to podcasts a lot of doctors are stepping up to the plate and say guys this is the reality this is the tr real truth and versus this is why you shouldn't be going through um you said you have quite a few uh influencers if you can share i mean uh, you know people that you have listened to if you don't you know you don't mind sharing there for the audience oh no you know of course i, I listen to you and you're actually the the one that got me to host my podcast with anchor shameless plug uh i've uh you know uh good girl gone omad uh one of my favorites right now is uh mm -hmm. dr ken berry he's a he's a doctor that was overweight and had a lot of bad health problems coming in and he was following the yeah. standard diet advice and it wasn't working for him. So he made the big change and he found the real answers. And now he's a, he is a board certified doctor that is yeah. pro keto and really preaches yeah. it. You can and find him is, on YouTube real that, easy. That I, I love the fact that, you know, that I see him once again, I see a lot more doctors stepping up to the plate and saying, Listen, I'm not getting a degree or I'm not getting a education to put more people into harm's way. 
and and actually help the demand, help the people out that are having serious issues. And this is just this, you know, I believe that every problem has a solution, and having doctors like him that can make a huge difference for the population and for everyone out there. Um, what? Um, what are you? What are you curious about right now? What is it you're more curious about right now? <laughs> uh, actually, what I'm researching right now, and this is going to be a, a future podcast of mine, is uh, I've really, uh, I'm I'm really pro science. I'm really a science buff, and one of the things that I want to know is how did how did the USDA get it so wrong for so long and I'll give you I'll give you just a little hint into the into the upcoming episode that I found out that I didn't already know is that they 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 revisit the USDA nutritional guidelines every five years and the last time they did that was in 2015 we didn't see the nutritional guidelines yeah. change, so. And that's what is, and that's just, this is what is a, a lot of alarming that me, myself, as a personal trainer and instructor, we, we follow specific guidelines because once you're, whether you get certified and whether you become an instructor, that there is not a nutritional, uh, we follow this pyramid nutritional guideline that is, that it just basically uh, needs to be updated, needs to be changed, because um, because it's a lot of uh, misinformation. Absolutely. And what I have seen a lot, and you probably will see that too, is that we have a lot of uh, misinformation in regards of the nutrition on guideline. Obviously, you're saying it right now, and um, and that's what it's uh, sometimes. Mis, it's a misguided for a lot of people that don't know about the new research, new science, like you're saying. Yeah, and, and one of the most, I guess, depressing, I don't know if depressing is the right word, but sad things is, you know, if if, if somebody is, is has a lot of complications or their health is not great, and then they say to their friends or family, that they're going to go on a ketogenic diet and you and I know that that's the best thing that they could do but in some cases the family members don't see it that way they 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 only know what the USDA guidelines say and they'll they'll tell that loved one that that's the worst thing they can do and you know he committed about doing this and getting his getting his health back in in order but you know then he's got his family telling him that he shouldn't do yeah. it and it's just yeah. it's and that's sad a, I I that's a, anybody i mean i i have my share of you know people telling me uh you know you're starving yourself you're you need to eat these particular meals through the day uh but uh the switch has been for me an amazing response by not only just doing the practice or doing taking action upon this my situation but just listening to various amount of people that have done 
intermittent fasting, OMAD, keto, or just in case paleo, for example, right? And I, and I think that one of the things I always tell a lot of people is if it is working for you, continue. And if you, if you don't feel that it's not sustainable, then you have to, you know, kind of sort of step back and kind of see what is, what is it that you're, that you're, you're having a, a problem on. And so my question was, uh, I was going to ask you is, uh, what do you wish you have known when you first started, when you started out? Oh man. <laughs> and, and you know, the bad thing for me is I've been eating for the last 20 years, knowing, knowing how I should be eating. So I don't, I don't have a lot of excuse other than I was young and dumb and I wanted to pe- eat pizza <laughs> all I could. Uh, the, if I'd have known 20 years ago, just not wait until I'm sick before I do it to, 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 to make the switch while I'm still healthy enough to take advantage of it and not wait until I'm sick and don't feel good all the time and then have to start building my my health back up you know that would have been what I would have said don't wait so long yeah. uh, you said um, before I know that we were having a little bit of hard time with the communication on the on the podcast but you said that you started with, with uh, OMAD right away because uh, money wise you were having a hard time yeah, yeah, it was, a, it was about 12 years ago, I, I was switching jobs, and I waited too long, and by the time I started my next job, I was flat broke, and had no money, and I knew that if I was going to just be able to afford to buy a, a block of cheese, or a loaf of bread, that block of cheese has a lot more nutrition in it than that loaf yeah. of bread. So I, I bought the block of cheese and I bought a few little pop top cans of vegetables and that was my that was my week's worth yeah. of food. I ate one I ate one time a day and I felt incredible. And I had so much energy and I was sleeping good and I was like, this is not you know, I didn't know I knew about the keto part, but I didn't know about the one meal a day. I'd never heard that being yeah, a thing. Yeah. And I was and I was only doing it because I didn't have much money and I didn't have much food. And I was making it stretch. But I felt great. It was amazing. So this time what I'm doing now is kinda kind of uh, copying mimicking what I was doing then that worked so good. Yeah. And Part pretty much has, and I'm, I'm loving it. And and Dale, um, and I can imagine you're you're doing this whole OMAD, but you're not knowing that your your body is actually being more effective and more resilient because of the fact that you're just eating one meal a day, and and that's gotta be uh, for a lot of people that don't know this, and and eating one meal a day is that i think that's basically what we're supposed to be eating actually <laughs> yeah i agree I, I agree if we were you know you look back on the ancestors a couple almost hundred thousand or two hundred thousand years ago they weren't they didn't have refrigerators and they weren't eating three and four times a day with yeah. grains that had to be pre-processed before you could eat them it was just yeah exactly right i was like I look, I look, I look at that 
history. I look at it, I look at back uh, uh, the 70s and the 60s and even the 50s. Uh, uh, we didn't have this snacks situation where oh you got to have a snack. Where did that came from? Right. <laughs> where? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because you know that the you know our ancient ancestors was not sitting around looking at their watch trying to figure out oh it's been two hours since I ate I need to make sure I get a snack. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's something. Uh, and it's something that I explain to a lot of people is uh, look back to our history and then you're gonna get your answers. And and this is one of the things that I say is, is, is interesting in regards to the, for example, the OMAD uh, lifestyle now, because that's basically what I do six days a week uh, versus what I used to do before. I used to eat five to six meals per day. Now, don't get me wrong, I did it when I first started trying to lose the weight, I was doing this whole calories in, calories out. Um, do you follow? Um, are you more active uh, per se now that you're that you're more feeling the energy coming back? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've even you know before there were certain things that I had to do. I had to I had to work at work, and then I had to come home and do some farming. So, as far as that goes kind of do what I was doing before but now I'm doing it with a lot more fervor a lot more energy I'm getting done quicker I'm doing instead of just doing the little bit of things that I have to do I'm able to do more things that I can that I wouldn't have done before I would just just come home get, come home and do what chores I needed to do and then I would sit on the couch and do nothing as long as I could get away with it yeah Oh yeah, I know that feeling. And, <laughs> you know, now now I'm finding myself literally outside until it's too dark for me to see. Yeah. And and you, know, you say you do farming, so you're basically very you're it's it, that job. It's a lot of physical job that you got to do when it comes to farming. Um. When uh, when before you start doing the keto and before you start doing again all man, um, because this. This is the thing that I explain to a lot of people is the process. The moment you're you're in the first week, what do you notice the first week when you first started doing keto and, and OMAD at the same time? Uh, yeah, the I don't actually recommend that you do OMAD and keto starting right straight out uh -huh. of the gate. I kind of more recommend that you start out with the keto because the, the fat that you're going to be eating more fat and that's going to keep you satiated for a longer period of time and it, it's going to the, the, the intermittent fasting is going to come naturally as you realize you're not hungry when it's time to eat that next meal yeah. you, might get, you might get up in the morning and decide you're not really hungry for breakfast yeah. so you're going to skip breakfast and right bam you're doing intermittent fasting automatically just by doing that yeah and then, and then you do that a couple times, and before you know it, you're able to do the OMAD, eat one meal a day, because you're just, because you're, when you're eating keto and you're eating the right foods, your body will tell you when it's hungry instead of just a drop of the energy. And, uh, and uh, how's your mental clarity? Uh, have you noticed your mental clarity much more, like, how is it that that affects you now 
now that you're, you know, obviously doing both at the same time, uh, do you feel more, okay, I, I'm, my mental clarity is way better? It's like, because that's what I notice a lot. It's a lot of people talking about the mental clarity that you get. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm one of those, I'm, I'm, bad, I'm bad with words. I forget words really, really simple words I forget. And I still do, but not anywhere near as bad. And that in itself is a major improvement. And I couldn't be much happier in that. And I, and then one of the things that I uh, that I, I I I get from you know people that are brand new to intermittent fasting, brand new to keto, is um, do you are you following a particular nutrition guideline? For example, like keto, you following a particular book or something that you would recommend for the audience that they kind of check it out? Uh, I. I... I hate to say no, I'm really not mm-hmm. because and but it's only because I have been more or less studying ketogenic diet for 20 years. So I've, I've I've gathered a lot of knowledge and I'm trying I'm not trying to sound like a braggart, but I've done a lot of studying. Mm-hmm. And I more or less know what I can and can't eat and what I shouldn't eat and what I should eat. Yeah. So I don't really follow a plan. I just know those things I can eat and those things I should not eat. So I'm going to stay away from those I should not and I'm going to come over here to the ones I should. Yeah. That's true. It's it's pretty much and and I don't I don't do a an amount either. Yeah. So you basically kind of sort of already uh, a cook home meal that you get home and it just kind of enjoy sit down and yeah yeah i love to cook i've always loved to cook and i do most of the cooking at the house got you got you and so one of the things that i um that uh, one of the things that that i ask and this is might sound a little bit of personal question how is it that you're and now because we build this HGH when we are like in the 16, when our, our teens, when we are like in the 15, 14, 16 years old, how's your HGH level? Because we, when you're doing fasting, you're building up some human growth hormone, which is natural. Um, that you notice a difference? <clears throat> I don't know that I've noticed a difference, but... Uh... I'm not exactly. I don't know if I'm exactly following what you're asking. Well, the, your hum, human growth hormone, which is it brings you stamina, brings you energy. Obviously, energy already as it is. But have you noticed a difference uh, as far as your your stamina, your your you know overall? Yeah. Uh, because one of the things that are a lot of misconception, the when because we're consuming so much food. You know, a lot of people I do actually consuming so much food. They don't realize the the harm. Them, them, a lot of people are doing to their bodies, but um, one of the things is that, and I've seen this happening a lot before, is that they're trying to utilize anything uh, artificial, anything to be able to supplement their energy. So, you notice any difference now? Yeah, I compared? got you. I got you. Um, yes and no. When you're when you're talking about the way that it used to be, the, yeah, I I was eating really bad and. I was trying to supplement energy with, you know, the little energy shooters and 
trying to max out on my coffee and just doing whatever I could do to try to get a little more energy. Yeah. Now I have more energy and I'm not doing any of those energy tricks. Yeah. And I'm, and I've, my, my energy is nice and steady all day long. I don't have any peaks and valleys. I don't need to take a nap after lunchtime because I don't eat lunch. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. Wow. Um, one of the things that, um, me personally, for example, and, and, and this is probably you sent you, you feel a little bit more, um, in a sense where, uh, the taking a nap thing, uh, because I, I felt this when I was eating five to six meals per day. Um, and I, this is explained to a lot of people. It says, look, when you're eating breakfast, you automatically, you're going to let this, your body start working, getting stressed from the inside out. And think about it that you're going to work, you're going to whatever the case, you, what, whatever you're doing out there, you are going to, you know, you're going to, you're going to put your body into a level of stress, not just by the fact that you're eating breakfast, but then you're working, then you're doing things all day long, and then you want to have lunch. And this taking a nap thing is, I know that feeling very well. Um, and this is one of the things that I, I, I have explained to a lot, a lot of people. I said, look, that feeling of taking a nap is not supposed to happen because your your body is not being efficient anymore. Your body, you're putting your body into, uh, you know, hitting, you know, insulin levels high and, you know, crashing down later on. And I'm glad you brought out the, the, the point because, you know, we, we are constantly, once again, bombarded with so many options and choices, you know, while you're driving, uh, while you're listening to the radio, watching TV. Um, have you, have you, have you had people come to you and say, you know, why, why you don't eat lunch? Why don't you eat breakfast? Or why don't you eat snacks? Well, yeah, I really have. And, and I've actually done before I even started, started my diet, I wouldn't eat lunch because I just, I couldn't work after eating lunch. And I never really, I never really put that together with doing an OMAD diet because instead of eating lunch, I'd just come home and overeat on pizza and biscuits and potato chips. But so, so I wasn't really getting any benefit out of it other than I wasn't having my afternoon crash. You know, that part was good. And I would have to explain to people, I don't want to eat lunch because then I don't feel like working. Yeah. And now when I eat a ketogenic one meal a day, I can eat my ketogenic one meal and I can go right back to work and never miss a beat and never want to take that nap because I'm not getting that sugar crash. Yeah. That's the best part. I I don't sugar I don't have to stop. I don't have to lay down. I don't have to sit on the couch and watch TV. And now, and now, um, now, but you were playing any sports back in the day? So you were playing like uh, football, soccer? I, I played tennis for high school and then for a couple of years after high school. Do you feel like you want to do an, a round? You'll be able to come in and actually let's do a, a, a tennis round. Uh, you'll be able to go ahead and actually take some shots. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I tell you, I tell you what, I was explaining on my last podcast how much energy I had, and you know, other than other than doing farm work, but if anybody's ever done farm work, they'll know there's a lot of exercise in farm work. But oh, yeah. I had so much energy that I just had to explain to people that I honestly felt like I could run a marathon at that point. It was crazy. Oh, but the, the, you know what? And actually, I was going to tell you, actually, uh, uh, something is something planning. You're planning actually doing like a 5K or, or doing like a half marathon. Man, uh, that's funny you would mention that because, uh, like I said, I'm 47. I'll be 48 in August. And I am honestly thinking about right now of doing a marathon when I turn 50. So wow. Well, you I know what? 50-year-old yeah. man that finishes the marathon. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, I, I I tell you one thing. Look, I, I'm I'm turning 43, and I'm I'm looking forward to set up some specific uh, bucket list stuff that I wanted to put together for myself, and uh, and I'm I'm you know because that's what it is. I think that one of the things that uh, that as you continue learning more and understanding more about Um, how your body works and how you, your body is so, once again, efficient. It is it's an amazing machine that uh, it provides all what you need. Uh, and basically, you know, that any problem that you might have, the only thing you need to do is let your body do what it's supposed to do, which is relax. Yeah, Because yeah, it's amazing. When you're, when you're giving your body the proper fuel to function on, It's amazing how well your body will take care of you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you sleep? You say you sleep good, and this is something I talk about in my previous podcast. And uh, we talk about uh, sleeping patterns the other day too. And um, how's your sleeping patterns? You you sleep deeper. You feel more uh, coming back at the. Uh, what time do you normally go to sleep, and what time do you wake up in the morning? Well, I normally go to bed about right around 9, 9.30, and I'm getting up about 4.30, 15 to 5, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. And most of the time, right now, most of the time when my head hits that pillow, I'm asleep. Yeah. And when that alarm, and that's when one. that alarm, okay, I have five, I, no, I have three alarms set. No kidding. I have three alarms. Yeah, yeah. Because, but for the last, about the last month or so, I have never let, uh, you know, I have one and then one five minutes later and one five minutes later from that. But in the last month, I have only let the first alarm go off and I'm up, I'm putting, I'm getting ready for work and I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm, wow. I'm jumping up out of bed and ready to go instead of, Instead of fighting three or four alarm clocks, I turn off one yeah. clock. I jump up. I'm ready to go to work. Yeah, and um, and that's one of the things too that I notice a lot that the sleeping patterns has completely changed for myself too. The past year and a half since I started doing uh, intermittent fasting, uh, and so it's all my. Um, what is the latest have you eating eating? Because I'm gonna share with you guys, and, and I'm pretty, pretty much the part probably knows what's the latest have you eating late what was the last time you say okay that's enough you mean the the latest like what's yeah like what's the, the, the your, your time frame where you say okay i had enough this is this is not you said to yourself this is the time i'm stop eating um if i don't eat before if i'm not eating by five o'clock 
then that day will end up being a extended fast day and I will not eat until the next day. Wow. I won't and that's really interesting. Fuck. Okay. So that's really interesting. Guys, if you listen to this, one of the things that I, that, 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 that happens and it happens to me, I learned this the hard way too. When it comes down to once it passed the time frame because uh, one thing you cannot be is your circadian rhythm and I'm pretty sure you know about this Dale. your circadian rhythm pretty much is a natural clock you cannot beat this clock right. um, and just basically it's the natural way your body responds is getting ready to actually go to bed get a rest and and it's just somewhere around that time frame where it's 8, 9 o'clock uh, possibly yeah right around that time 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night your body's getting ready for that rest time and me sometimes being a hardhead and saying okay well I haven't eat let me eat this meal and one of the things that I notice is like the next day or in the middle of the night I'm feeling sort of like oh I shouldn't eat that meal last meal too late because it, it, it inflicts the process because that you said it right five to six will be the best time to actually eat your last meal. Yeah, and, and, I, and I'm just like you. I learned that the hard way because anytime that I eat after 5 o'clock and then I'm trying to go to bed a few hours later, I don't feel real good. I don't feel good about going to bed. If I extend my bedtime through until 10 or 11 o'clock, I'm okay, but then I don't get enough sleep through the night. And that's I can, I can manage that once every now and then, but not too many in a row. But now... I've just set set a rule for myself that now I've just set a oh sorry go ahead go ahead now I just set a rule for myself that if I haven't eaten by five o'clock then I'm just not going to eat that day gotcha and um um one of the one of the things that I I I learned the hard way too is uh trying to get just those probably five hours of sleep and try to wake up like a warrior in the morning and and I'm uh, you, you, this is one of the things that I talk about on the stress level wise try to get that uh, between that seven to eight hours sleep sometimes it's a little hard because of the, the way my job and how far my job is have you noticed that too uh, have you noticed that getting just five hours of sleep is not good not good enough yeah yeah because uh I'm I'm challenged on that fairly regular because we have four children, mm. and uh, so and, and it's not so bad now. The youngest youngest one now is 14, and the oldest one's 26. So we're 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 coming out of that phase. But yeah, it was just you only get say five hours of sleep in a night. You might be okay that day, but you're gonna feel it. You're gonna. Your body's gonna tell you, "Hey, I didn't get enough sleep," and it's gonna, yeah. it's gonna tell you to get more sleep that next night. And so, uh, Dell, uh, the keto out of the keto diets, uh, the keto meals that you eat, which was your favorite, the favorite plate that you were order? Your favorite, um, out of your favorite restaurant or on the town, I don't know how far restaurants are around you, but what is your to-go order out of your favorite hometown restaurant? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say two of them. Is that okay? Sure, sure. <laughs> okay, we have a place called Zaxby's, and they have a grilled chicken salad. It's really good, but okay. you have but you have to tell them don't don't add the 
french fried onions and no bread but other than yeah. that it's really good and then we have a, a seafood restaurant called captain d's and they make an amazing uh grilled salmon oh i'm down for salmon all the time <laughs> yeah man i love the salmon and then you know there you can get uh, a side of broccoli and a, and a side salad with ranch dressing or something like that but uh, those are my those are my two favorite go, when I'm out out and about meals I really don't like to eat out and about I prefer to cook but sometimes yeah. you just can't help it no I try to try, try taste taste tastings out a good thing I learned one thing too that I love to cook at home my wife cooks I cook <laughs> Um, and one of the things that I, I, I recommend sometimes, if you're stepping out, try to change out the, the pace of your, your meals when you go out to eat. I mean, um, we have a variety here in, in Florida. We have variety like a Thai food and uh, uh, Brazilian and Peruvian and all different kinds of meals. Um, have you tried any international foods that you say, oh, my God, this is something I will try it again? Yeah. <laughs> uh... And I don't think so. I don't. We do it near here. Yeah. The the closest thing that we have international here is, you know, we have a Chinese Chinese on every corner, but they're barely char- Chinese. It's kind of yeah, Chinese American. It's true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Unless you don't go, if you go to New York, you definitely want to go to uh, Chinatown and actually eat some real Chinese food. Right. <laughs> and we um, do have. Uh, the next city does have a German restaurant, but I've I've not been in there in years, so I have I don't know what kind of a keto menu they've got. Oh, it's all about just asking. Yeah, I think you're just changing their menu a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, what is something you have failed at? You want to say that again? I'm sorry. I'm going to repeat that again. What is something you have failed at? Oh, like, failed. Yeah. Yeah, I've. I've failed at staying on my diet so many times I couldn't tell you. <laughs> and that's okay. And, and that's okay. That's exactly right. And one of the things I try to stress in my podcast is, it, you know, don't kick yourself. If you if you eat something that you weren't supposed to, don't kick yourself. Don't beat yourself up. It's not the end of your diet unless you let it be. And yeah. that's that's it. You know, just keep doing it. Just keep doing yeah. it. Uh, tomorrow's a new day I can tell this much every single day uh, there's a new day to start all over again and, exactly yeah don't be yourself to it because I believe me I have learned a lot of lessons by doing so and and uh, I think that once again fast the human and, and just like uh, here fat trucker uh, we, we're learning from that process we're learning from the mistakes that uh, nothing is going to be perfect you know, and, uh, I'm, 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 I, I tell my kids, I tell my kids, and I tell my friends, and I tell them, listen, tomorrow's a new day. You start all over that's, again. That's and exactly right. Again, you know? And uh, so, if there's anything I should have asked, but I didn't. Uh, the only thing that I'd really like to add is, I know I, I, know I kind of made light of not going to the doctor. But if anybody's listening, if you're on medications, go to the doctor and get them to help you with this. 
it's the best thing in the world for you but if you're on medications you really have to be careful with it because it's a it's a very quick cure for so many things mm-hmm. that you really have to be careful if you're on medication yes yes and this is this is one of the things that I that I, that I was so uh, against when I when I try to lose myself my my 80 pounds that I, I have gained through you know just eating overall and not exercising and and so on and so forth but um, I think that the best way to go about when when it comes down to medication is definitely finding out a doctor that is going to ease you off out of all this medication absolutely off little by little and you know that you're doing the right thing for your body and that he, the doctor has the, the most um, out of your benefit is that, that he's with you on getting you healthy and have a life that you know you want to continue moving forward um, so Dale I wanted to I wanted to once again uh, introduce you uh, this last bit of uh, the, the podcast and uh, for anyone who's listening Dell you uh, you're part of uh, Instagram now where where can people find you and if you can share with with the audience um, you can find me Instagram at fat trucker podcast all one word you can find me on Facebook uh, fat trucker podcast same thing I do have fat trucker podcast.com and you can email me info at fat trucker podcast.com you guys one of the things I, 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 I like about Dale is that he's completely honest and sincerity of what he's going through and and that it speaks worse in regards of uh, the fact that you know he's sharing this be- because he's he's going through this process and, and and this is what makes us human this is what makes us different one to the other and and um, I want you to uh, ask if you have a particular question that, that you want to the audience to answer if you have what will be the question that you would like to uh, uh, share with everyone uh, that you would like to to participate on uh, I don't know you kind of you're catching me off guard on that one I guess yeah uh, uh, I don't know just uh Ask me, ask me questions on any of those platforms, and I will try to turn your question into a podcast and answer your question. Exactly, because we don't know the answers right away, guys. We don't. <laughs> we no, don't the no. answers right away. Uh, no. I, I can tell you myself. It's just uh, on this takeaway from this podcast. It's just all about the fact that. We are two individuals from different backgrounds, from from different areas, and um, he's bringing his two cents to tell you how he's going through this process, how he's going through life, and he's making a difference uh, for others in his family and people that know him. Um, Del, I, I once again, it's uh, Fat Trucker at Instagram, right? Instagram. It's Fat Trucker Podcast. Fat Trucker Podcast and Instagram, Fat Trucker Podcast on Facebook yes. and FatTrucker.com. Uh, Dale, I want to thank you so much for taking the time, Dale. And 
I can't wait to meet you in person. I can't wait to uh, one day shake your hand and and actually thank you from the bottom of my heart because you know what this means a lot to me because I'm I'm new to podcast myself. I'm new and um and been doing this for several months already. But um, uh, us sharing this with everyone out there who's listening around the world, uh, hopefully we're making a difference for you guys. And and I know Dell is making a difference. Um, Dell, thank you so much. I really, really, once again, I want to thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart for taking this time. And uh, I welcome you to come back to this podcast and and be able to share uh, how far have you gone with your process and. Uh, for the next time uh, absolutely Eric I think this was a I think it turned out great we had a little bit of technical issues to begin I, with but I think it yeah. turned out pretty great I think so too uh, uh, for anyone who uh, once again uh, you guys can be able to find uh, platforms like Apple Podcasts uh, Google Podcasts uh, Spotify uh, you can find us there there's many other po- you know podcasts uh, that is available platforms and um, and I just wanted to uh, tell you guys, you making a difference. Speak out, share it with the world, and we are here to hear your two cents. Absolutely. Thank you, Eric. Thank you so much, Sal. Have a blessed day. You too, man. Take care. Bye. Bye.